Many years ago when I was in seminary, we were in the biology class. And it was pointed out to me, as a mother is giving birth to the child, one of the voices that the child will recognize and automatically be attuned to is that of their mother. As a mother carries the child for nine months, mom will spend its, their time talking to the child, sharing with the child. And even from within the womb, the child is able to understand, to hear, and to recognize that voice. And as the child comes into this world, it comes yelling and screaming. But as soon as the child hears mom's voice, it reminds them and brings them back to the moment in the womb. What was interesting was some researchers decided instead to look at it if it was from the father's perspective and see if it changes. And so instead, instead of handing the child to its mother, it, they handed, it, handed it to the child to the father to see if the voice of the father would help comfort the child. But what is interesting and weird is that it didn't. Instead, the child screamed and yelled even more until it was in mom's hands and heard mom's voice. Today in our gospel reading, we hear from the very first line of our gospel, my, shep uh, my sheep hear my voice. How well are we really attuned to that of God? Just like a child from the mother's womb, we ourselves are able to hear, to recognize, to identify God's voice. But yet as we go about through our lives and grow older, we begin to recognize and be able to identify other voices. Just like an infant child, as it's growing, it recognizes, oh, the, my dad's voice sounds different than my mom's. I have siblings and these voices sound different from what I know and am familiar to. For us in our spiritual journey, there's so many other voices. The voices of the world impacting and influencing what we hear and how we hear things. It makes it difficult and challenging for us to even hear God's voice. In the midst of our world, we hear loud noises as if we were at a concert. The world's voices are so vicious like a tsunami, it causes us distress and uncomfortability in our lives. That voice causes so much chaos in our mind, in ourselves, in our families, that is no different than that of war. That's what we're hearing and that's what we're receiving every day of our lives. To put it even simply, when we turn on the television to news, all we really and ever see is that of chaos and destruction. That of hatred, that of belittlement is what we hear and what we see. So that is the loud voice that we constantly hear day in, day out, every moment of our lives. But do we really hear the voice of God? Do we hear him in our lives? Because the voice of God is completely different than that of the world. It is not this loud concert that we're hearing, 
but it is as soft as a whisper of the wind. It's calling us into a deeper relationship as the depths of the ocean. This voice that we hear is mysterious and silent. Mysterious not in the part of that it's difficult to understand or it's something out in the distance that we can't grasp at. But this mystery that we're called and the silence that we're called is into a deeper reality, into a deeper relationship, and to a deeper awe and wonder. So what happens to us when we hear? What changes us when we hear? Just like that infant child, when we hear our mother's voices, the peace inside of us changes. The yelling and screaming subsides and returns to joy, happiness, and comfort. The voice of God calls us to a narrow path, a path that leads us to dying to ourselves, our selfishness, our egotism, our greediness. It leads us to a path that is challenging and difficult, the path of Calvary, where there's suffering, where there's pain, where there's difficulty, where the path is not clearly paved and is easy to walk on as if we're walking from the parking lot into this church. It's filled with sharp edges. It's filled with roughness. But it leads us to one place and one place only, which is heaven. But then if we look at the path that the world is leading us to, the path and direction that the world and its voices are leading us to and wanting us to get to is that of vanity. It's all about me. What's going to be best for me? And what is best for me is power, pleasure, and prestige. Pick any of those three and look at it. We say that those three will bring us joy, happiness, and peace. Does any of those three really bring us the joy, the happiness, and the peace that the world tells us, that the world promises us those three things will be and will bring us? But when we look at it in our own lives, those three things, instead of bringing us joy, happiness, and peace, what it does is it causes us to enter this vicious cycle of emptiness. When I have power, I want more power and more power and more power. The more power I get, the less content I am with what I am doing. So whoever is in my way, challenging my authority, they need to go. And at the end of the day, to whose destruction is that power leading us to? It's not destruction of the world. It's destruction of ourselves. Destruction of our inner peace or inner joy or inner happiness. It steals away those peace, the joy that we're supposed to have, and it pushes us farther and farther away from others because we see everyone around us as a threat, and therefore it leads us into isolation. So we first hear his voice. We're able to hear and recognize his voice. And in that hearing, we do. 
which leads us to, I know and they follow me. What does following Jesus really entail? We've heard his voice. We've come to experience or know his voice at one point in our lives, and that's what brings us here to this church. So then how are we following and living up to what we are hearing from his voice? Because in following him, one's life is not your own. Following him requires a sacrifice and suffering. You and I are here today. We offer one hour of our time to be here because we hear his voice. Because we can tell in our own lives the necessity and the importance of being here. We may not understand fully. We may not truly want to be here. But there's a reason why we're here. Some of us are here because we choose to. Others because we're asked by someone to. Others are ungrudgingly here because I am forced to. But in that, we still have a decision. We still are able to hear and to recognize and to follow. So in the sacrifice of being here, we're following him as much as we don't want to. It frees us from ourselves and we have a sense of belonging. We belong to something, to someone. We mean something to someone. We have value for someone. And that someone is the person we're following, the Good Shepherd, Jesus Christ. But in following someone, we're attuned and attentive to what they do. We're following their example, and that example that we have today in Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd, is laying down one's life for the other to share one's life with the other. So many times, a lot of us have this complaint, and we were at a meeting on Wednesday and Thursday, Father Flynn and I, and out of the research that we did as a diocese, a lot of people were in that survey were saying they don't feel like they have a community. They don't feel like they belong. They come to church, and they know no one around them. But are we following Jesus Christ? Are we laying down our life for him and wanting a better life for others and sharing my suffering and sacrifice for those around us? We're all here at church today. We're all gathered here. So what is stopping us from following Jesus Christ and sharing one's life with the other and meeting the people that we're sitting around? What is stopping us at the end of Mass to just say hi to those around us? Get to know the people around us. Some of you may be sitting in the same pew for the last 20 years, but do you know the person that has been sitting in front of you for that last 20 years? You see them, you recognize them, but do you know them by name? Are you following Jesus to bring them in closer into a deeper relationship? to follow Jesus' example, to bring them into the flock, to love them by laying down your life, your uncomfortability to them, 
so that they can belong also. So they can know of God's love in and through you. Because we are, my dear brothers and sisters, a community and a family at the end of it. Finally, to follow Jesus. What is Jesus as the Good Shepherd doing for us? In our own lives, we have our struggles, our difficulties. There's moments in our lives when we feel alone, where no one understands what we're going through and experiencing in our own lives. But if we look at Scripture very carefully, Jesus was left alone in the Garden of Gethsemane praying to God the Father. His disciples were physically present, but they were sleeping. We in our own lives have suffering, have pains, have difficulties. Jesus suffered and died for us on the cross. We go about the world telling and sharing the good news, talking about our faith and sharing the gospel. But yet we see in the world there's so much hatred, there's so much jealousy, there's so much envy, there's so much destruction. And we feel alone in all of that. Jesus in his time was preaching the good news, sharing the love of God to those around him. They didn't want to hear it. They were uncomfortable in what he was doing and he was seen as an outcast and someone different in their lives. Jesus became man to enter into our reality, to share our reality, and as the good shepherd, understands where we're coming from. He's not leaving us alone as a shepherd. He knows and he tends his flock. I know them and they know me. In knowing us, he understands our difficulty. He understands our challenges. And he understands the most difficult parts of our lives. But as the good shepherd, he is compassionate. He shares in that suffering. And he wants to be with us in the midst of that suffering. In doing so, he leads us to green pastures. He leads us on our pathway to heaven. He shows us exactly what we have to do. He guides us and helps us as the shepherd. But one of the most challenging things, if you watch shepherds and their sheep, is sheep are hard-headed. They choose what they want to do. They wander off by themselves and the shepherd goes looking for them. Our shepherd, Jesus Christ, allows us to choose, allows us to follow him, allows us to recognize his voice. But he, choose, he lets us choose how and what we do with it. We can decide to wander off away from the community, away from the family, but he's still looking for us. He wants to enter into our lives as much as we want to. We can stay there with cold hearts, we can close our hearts away from him, and he's still there knocking and waiting for us. He's willing to lay down his life for us. And he's willing to sacrifice it all for the one lost sheep. Because at the end of the day, my dear brothers and sisters, the most important thing for Jesus, the good shepherd, 
is that we all get to heaven and he entrusts his bishop and his priest to do that exact same mission, to follow in his footsteps and to lead every soul they have been entrusted to to get to heaven. So nothing is going to tear us apart, my dear brothers and sisters. In the midst of life and death, nothing's going to keep us away from God and God's love. What are we going to do today? The first verse of our gospel reading is, My shepherd hears my voice. I know them and they know me. Are we choosing or are we wanting to hear his voice in our lives? We know what he wants to do with us. He knows where we're taking us. We all have known that. We've just heard all of that. We, we're heading to heaven. It's going to be challenging and difficult. And God is doing all of this because he loves us all. But are we willing to attune our ears to the voice of God? To follow Jesus Christ wholeheartedly and to be guided by him to reach heaven? Or are we going to spend our time wandering around this world, asking and wondering for ourselves, why am I suffering? Why am I in pain? Nothing makes sense. Why am I alone? Why am I not loved? And ask all these why questions and really never find the, the answer in the voice of the world. So let us today, as we approach the Eucharistic feast, the feast of his love for each and every one of us, and begin just like an infant child to attune ourselves, to recognize God's voice in our lives, to see where he's present in our lives, to show us in our own lives where God has loved us, and to be attuned to that so that every day of our lives, we can hear his voice. Every day of our lives, we can deepen our knowledge and awareness of him. And every day of our lives, prepare ourselves to the green pastures of heaven. Amen.